0: Go ahead and hit record so Derek can get all six wow. hours of his thoughts. It's, a,
1: it's a, nice to know that Derek can show up for a podcast. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Glad to see you, buddy. Just mentioned some idiot in tights, and he comes a runner. Please,
2: hands up! Stay still. It's not just a call, it's a warning. it won't be long before you've nothing less i don't care what happens to me it's only gonna get worse for you whoa take it easy sweetheart you hear everything they say ain't you maybe we're not so different who are you under there I'm To say to you.
1: Yeah, because you have no defense.
2: <laughs> listen, uh, I'll just have you know. That I
1: will not. I will not I, I watched
2: 22 minutes worth of, or maybe 11, I can't I can't remember, of uh, Ben Shapiro breaking down this movie. Oh, and, Jesus. Well, I just, I had to prepare for you. No, so. <laughs> no. I, I don't think so, sir.
0: I've never heard Ben Shapiro be the, uh, the uh, voice of quarterback uh, practice player. Yeah. The practice team for Dave's <laughs> <Yes>. thoughts <Damn laughs> on no. a podcast. You
1: never know. You just never know what I'm going to come with. <laughs>
0: Derek's getting
2: those reps in against Dave. I'm prepared. I'm not awake, but I'm prepared. <laughs> no, I know. I know I couldn't take uh, any extreme takes on, on this film, on this. Cause this is your all serious podcast. Right, like I look. Compared to what I'm, you know, all the other slapstick
0: bullshit.
1: Uh, well, I guess that's <laughs> but, true. I guess for Mike's, this probably does fill that spot as the serious podcast.
0: So uh, I'll, I'll confirm this. Uh, to I guess Derek and Dave, I got my haircut yesterday, and mm-hmm. for this, I, uh, <laughs> yes, for this appearance, um, and uh, it was someone new because I don't know what happened to my guy uh, during. Like you know I went to his uh, most of them went to their own like little they rent a space during covid um and so I had the little link and that's it's like just a dead link now, and I'm like, <laughs> do I really care that much to try to reach out and find this guy and see what <laughs> happened to him, or there's one that's like three minutes from my house, and I'm like that seems that seems better, <laughs> but anyway, I mentioned We see Batman, and the very first thing I was like, oh yeah, that's really long, <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah, I was like, but uh. You know, I went to see it was buddy of mine, and uh, we do a podcast together. And uh, thankfully, it's just, whenever I get asked, like, you know, what's your podcast call? I'd never say "Sober Cinema" to a <laughs> stranger unless I know them, unless I know them well. So yeah, Derek, uh, you're kind of right. Off-screen, off-screen, death, off-screen death is the, the respectable, <laughs> is the normal one. You know, <laughs> yeah, I don't think it'll offend anyone. That's, that's how we
1: lead into the Denniston universe. <laughs> we we start you off, yeah. nice and then mm-hmm. go to misogyny very quickly. That's
0: <laughs> misogyny. I mean, not, that's a weak episode, Dave. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah well, that's true. And it's now so you've made this that. podcast
2: look bad. So that's great. Yep.
0: <laughs> well,
1: I mean, it's all, you're here. It's already bad. I mean, Derek. See this
2: guy? Now. You should check out mine and Dave's other podcast <laughs> The now defunct. I was like, does that exist? <laughs> you're just
1: like draining my bank account every month for hosting for no reason.
2: Oh, wait, you pay uh, for this uh, stuff? I- indeed. <laughs> you wake up at 7 o'clock. This, I don't know about this, Dave. Yeah.
0: What are you doing with your I mean, life, you Dave? You might
1: not be cut out for this hobby, Derek. This is, <laughs> this is for crazy people.
0: i tell you what, too. Dave, I've never had an issue with scheduling with Derek. Usually yeah. it happens really I, fast. I, I we bet, figure it out. I
1: bet. Because you're like, we'll talk about Batman 1989 no matter what else I, we talk about. You know.
0: I say, hey, Derek, are you available to talk Batman? I know. I uh, said, so I'll be there. Yeah. Where do you need me?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> be, All right, Dave, I guess start, we should do I'm this. I'm going to start doing that and then, like, spring another movie on him. Be like, okay, now let's talk about Italian cinema. Uh, now that you've oh, talked God. about Batman. Oh, God. His favorite That's movie. And he still is like, nah
2: Well, <laughs> it was my favorite movie. <laughs> but I, I saw
1: your letterbox. I saw you only gave it four stars, you liar. Don't come on here and be like, this is the greatest movie of all time. You're going to turn into Tim from First Time Watchers. Greatest See, movie I've ever so, seen. Fantastic. Four stars. For the people that don't follow Dave
2: or I, which is very few people, I'm sure. Dave had <laughs> ranked This going I guess going into this, Dave had ranked the the bat films, uh and so then I had to reply with my ranking and I just listed this movie by itself. This is the only as the list of of bat films that matter.
0: (laughs) So out of curiosity, as someone who I think follows Dave on Letterboxd, but (laughs) I I'm I'm like most Letterboxd users. I only yeah. look at the movies that I'm reviewing and see what other people said about them at the time. I yep. I don't look to see. I know Dave at one point did a massive James Bond list right before COVID. <laughs> Why bother? Which amused me to no end. <laughs> so I guess for both of you, we'll we'll start off this show. Um, <laughs> if this one is attempting to redefine Batman as even darker and grittier, which. <laughs> seems to have been like the the Burton version and the Nolan version both, both did that uh for their own respective times where where does this where does this sit then like, opening weekend. This is opening weekend now, and Derek's already, like, putting it aside. But, Grouchy Dave, <laughs> how far how far down the list did well, you put this? It's
1: pretty far down, actually. Like, it's a good movie. <laughs> oh, no surprise. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, on it before um, you watched it, but it here is, we go. Go ahead, Dave. It's uh, worse than any Christopher Nolan movie and worse than any Tim Burton movie. But it's still pretty good. So I think it's like ninth. <laughs> it's no. It's not, yeah, it's not
0: really a hot take to say I'm going above the Schumacher entries. Yes, I guess yes,
1: yes, but above Schumacher, above Zack Snyder, uh, but uh, not above uh, any of the other gritty versions, or not above Mask of the Phantasm, which is clearly the best Batman movie that's ever been released uh, theatrically. Uh, but yeah, still okay.
0: I tried to watch that uh, for another podcast. Yeah, Trilogy that's, Theory that's with a Webb.
1: web. Yeah, that's a web. If I've he recommended
0: been. it and then i got a text after i started about a half hour in i'm like god damn this is some cartoony boring bullshit <laughs> like <laughs> These like I and I love Batman the animated series, <laughs> but I had a memory as a kid of not really digging Mask of the Phantasm, and I think it's because it's much I'm used slower. to these stories being about 20 minutes. Yeah, yep. And yep. Uh, it's like dragging five on.
1: times that size. Yeah. But
0: even super fan uh, ba- Batman for Web is about the same for Derek. He's like he was pumped for this. We've not spoke yet about what he thought about this new one, but on his recommendation of like, yeah, let's do Mask of the Phantasm. Let's just do a big Bat trilogy. Uh, I get a text message about half hour. It's like, Hey, have you watched that yet? And I'm Uh-oh. like, Oh no. And he's like, I rewatched it. I don't know if there's really much to say on a podcast. So I'm like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Doesn't want to talk about the cartoon. Derek, I will say, I like this more than the mask of the phantasm. There's my hot take.
2: I know it's hip to say mask of the phantasm is the best. And Davis. I am very hip. Yeah, that's 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 the, <laughs> that's the first the first
1: descriptor I would think of about myself. Definitely,
2: it's fun. Uh, Master of the phantasm is, of course, and I guess you could say if if you're going to to suggest that most of the characters from like a uh, from Batman the Animat series are the best representations of of I guess those archetypes, then yeah, sure. then Master of the phantasm kind of checks that box um, for for me. And I actually don't even remember what your question was. Quite honestly, Mike, because... The rankings. So long. Where do you... Where do you uh, oh, yeah.
0: Where does this one sit? On opening weekend. It is, you know, there's recency bias and all of that. Sure. Um For me, probably a little hesitation. Any no. any new I'm release? I'm kidding uh, about
2: one. I am kidding about one. I don't know. What are you?
0: We don't want to take away your joy,
2: if you truly you feel just, that. Did you spend six <laughs>
1: hours of this in the last two I years? did.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, I'll do you one better. I'll do you one better. Uh, I... Uh Purchased tickets for it twice on Saturday, uh, and only got to see it once on Saturday.
1: And why didn't Why didn't you come with us? Did did Mike uh, or not Saturday? That? I'm sorry,
2: Oops. it was Friday. Sorry. Okay. So let me let me uh, try to see it. So Thursday, uh, I ended up going because I actually had a Saturday family thing. Uh, much like why Dave has us up right now at eight o'clock. And so, (laughs) but so Friday uh, comes along, my wife and I were going to go to watch it at Lex Live. Never tried watching a film at Lex Live. Never tried watching a film that was, that's, you know, that a lot of people are going to watch. Um, And so everything's bottlenecking right at like like South Broadway and Vine. And so we leave an hour early, um, but we still are not able to actually get anywhere near the theater, uh, at all. Um, and so, wow. uh, yeah, we lose out on those tickets because, it, you know, now the movie's already started. And so, uh, we're such a fan headed.
0: contributing to that opening weekend box office, just buying tickets <laughs> right that it doesn't for need nothing.
2: Exactly. for nothing, just throwing money around. So then, there was a show and <laughs> 10 minutes later, I was able to U-turn, uh, and make it to Regal and watch it, uh, there. So that was my, that was, so now I guess I've paid for it three times. Just for myself. So
1: yeah. I just realized something. Like I know that this is not a video podcast, but does Derek have the same glasses as the villain in this movie? Don't you? Dare. I mean, it's don't matter. you? <laughs> yeah, you
0: know, I've always thought of Derek as a, a young, perhaps more handsome Paul Dana. <laughs> such such similarities. <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs>
2: Infuriating. Okay. So, ranking, ranking. (laughs) I have a hard time. I really do because of uh, my connection to to nostalgia and never wanting to let that go about anything. I have a hard time putting any film over um, Batman or Batman Returns, even if they're just better films. Like, I'm I'm straight, even if it's just a better movie. uh, My, my, uh, being tethered I guess you could say to to Keaton and um, everything that that represented for me is really hard to do so I almost have to like separate myself from that a lot of the time um but after that it's it's pretty close to the dark night for me uh, I'm gonna be honest I, I may not put it over the dark night um but it's pretty close and here's the other issue I've always had I like uh, the Dark Knight Rises. A lot, a lot more uh, now, than now. You're people. talking Mike's language. That's
0: that's my favorite <laughs> one. There we go. Now, that's the number one.
2: I've gotten arguments with people as far as like replayability. Um, I find the Dark Knight, uh, Ross to be on par with The Dark Knight in many ways. Um, it's very rewatchable. Like, I think if yeah. you,
1: I think once you get out of the headspace of, like, what I expected this movie to be and blah, blah, blah. Because there's such buildup for The Dark sure. Knight Rises. Uh, and I still maintain that if, if Nolan was willing to stretch that out over two movies, then it would be a kind of a perfect series. Like, it does feel rushed to me. But I still really, really enjoy it. And the nostalgia piece is big. Like... Batman 1989 was the first movie I really remember going to a big opening for. Like I was 10 years old. It was like the first, me and my dad went, like we waited in line for hours, like lines around the block. So it's really hard to separate that. And that was in a time where it was like comic book movies we can make good comic book movies. Like that's unheard of with a director who is known and stars and all that stuff. Um, so it's very hard for me to separate. That's why for me, it's like dark Knight and then Batman 89 are like one and two for me. Like I still love Batman returns. I love Batman begins and dark Knight rises. And, uh, but those two, like, man, it's really hard to separate your experience of watching that on the big screen. Um, from how good of a movie it is like i i'm sure that the dark knight has weaknesses i couldn't tell you what they are uh
2: because i just like you know it's hard exactly that's i i actually uh um not to hijack your all's podcast here but that is a thought that i've had before here Mm, recently about that (laughs) exactly um hands up boys but uh, (laughs) that's kind of what i'd be Ah, hands up boys (laughs) what are we doing here bang bang
0: With his Paul Dano glasses
2: on,
1: already a better villain, already more entertaining. Not wasting his time with coffee cups.
2: Just here's the bad. The bad thing about this is I do have a lot, a lot of of criticisms of this film. I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm going to get there, though, because I got a lot of praise, too. But I, I wonder about... I mean, how could you possibly get through the whole movie? It's
1: so long. It's like, this is okay. an in-session film. That, We're not going to make a two-and-a-half-hour podcast. Like, come that on. That is
2: an actual... So if you... Because one of the things that does come up a lot, right, is the runtime, Um And some moments that I think are a little sillier than they need to be. Like the other, you know, or like the, I'm trying to not like do some spoilers here, but if you.
0: Actually, I would say do spoilers. This yeah. is the movie that if you're listening to the podcast, yeah, right. everyone will have seen this. Everyone, This is one that everyone is watching if you have an interest in it.
2: Okay, so that's fair. So <laughs> if you took every major scene and just chopped off the last 10 seconds of it. <laughs> like, if that's all you did, like, even when you know, Batman is doing the interrogation with the Riddler and they cut back to uh Paul Dano one more time in falsetto, if you just <laughs> remove that, it makes it less silly. But when they cut like immediately back to it, that I kept having those thoughts of, all right, just just give me, just don't linger, right? Like, they could have. Maybe that's in the sequel. They they go cranberries instead of Nirvana. Oh geez. Um There's a <laughs> God, how awesome! How awesome I, I would know that what?
0: Be? I actually would love that if they, <laughs> if they took Derek's note, <laughs> the cranberries just, you know, is the motif of this film. <laughs> that's gonna be the uh,
1: the headline for every good review of the r- runtime. You just you have to let it linger. That's that's
2: good. Yeah. I like it. Hey, that's <laughs> See, that's. But but you said, like you said, there are criticisms of the Dark Knight. But, but at that point with that particular film, it, I think all of us were like, holy shit, you right. can do this. Right. And we've set the bar so high in a lot of what well, I mean, I know the bars love for some on these things, but we've set the bar so high <laughs> on what we can see from a bat film that I almost don't know if it's a I mean, I don't I don't know if we can go in it with sober eyes because we're saying it has right. to be the dark night. It has to be the dark night. And if it's not, sure. then it's a poor film. And I'm not that you do this, Dave. Um, but that, <laughs> maybe, but that, that, I don't know what you're arm, gonna say. But yeah, sure. You said that I saw a tweet of yours where you're like, "Hey, I didn't love the film, but don't be that guy, right? Like, right. don't be that guy. It's like it's absolutely terrible." Well, yeah, I mean, no, there were not. there were people over the internet basically saying anyone
1: who gave this movie a nine or ten out of ten was paid by the studio and blah 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 blah. Hmm. It's like, no, I could totally understand watching this movie and really digging it. Like, if you get on its wavelength and it really hits, I get it. Like it. And Mike and I were talking after that because we saw the movie together. And we were talking about it. And, like, I enjoyed it. But it what I was expecting, like you said, that bar is really high. I expect a lot out of a Batman movie because, like, I feel like I'm a bit in the bag for it already. And then I heard all the like, early buzz and early press was really, really good. So my expectations were through the roof. Uh And you mentioned the kind of silliness of it. Actually, that's some of my favorite stuff in the movie. There's a thumb drive bit in this movie that... I that's loved okay. like it was great. Yeah. It was great. And it really fit and it let Jeffrey Wright as uh Gordon have a little bit of fun with Batman. There's a scene later where like all the emails go out under his email address and you could just see him just like fuck me. Like just he's just like why am I hanging out with this dude? And that's <laughs> and that's kind of another thing I liked. Most Batman movies do the like kind of um disappearing act, maybe a little bit too much. And there's like a lot of shots of Batman just like walking through a crowd. Of people and you and you just and it really hits home like how weird this dude is, like i I think a lot of Batman movies they they err on the side of making Batman just a little bit too cool when he's just as damaged as as the villains, and I think. Matt Reeves, in terms of the way he frames things, is, I mean, he does a beautiful job. Like, it's a really interesting movie to look at. It always is throughout the entire runtime. Like, he takes interesting angles. There's things in the foreground and the background to take in. It's beautiful to look at. My biggest complaint, though, is that everything worthy of happening in the plot happened years ago. Before the movie ever started. And I'm like, that is not an exciting way to build a story. And I get it. You want him to be a detective. But they did kind of make things easy on him as far as detecting in this movie. Mike and I were talking about this (laughs) too.
0: Here comes another Riddler viral video. (laughs) (laughs) And,
1: And the video thing is actually something that got on my nerves. Like you mentioned the Dark Knight. Right. There's a bunch of sequences early with Paul Dano's character here where he's like, you know, he's captured somebody and he's maniacally laughing and then he shuts off the video. It's like, yeah, I saw the Dark Knight. Like, we did this. We did this already. Like, that is really reminiscent of what Heath Ledger was doing in the Joker uh, in the Dark Knight. So, like, from the very beginning, I was a little kind of off with this. And I think it one thing that harms it for me is seeing Paul Dano in a bunch of things I think if you are not like a quote-unquote cinephile and don't watch everything that comes out you haven't watched him in a bunch of stuff this character has a much greater effect, but I'm watching him like, oh, Paul Dano, Paul Dano plays a weird little shit once again. Like, I'm just like, who cares? Like, I'm not like I walked out and Tessa, my fiance was kind of like, yeah, I thought he was really great. Like I really liked it. I was like, ah, like he's just the same guy. And she's
2: like, well, I haven't seen any of those movies. So <laughs> that doesn't so have you, an impact. You killed it for her. You did. She walked out <clears throat> disjoyful and you yeah. like, this movie sucks. That's, no, that's role. Her, yeah, that's her his, first his, words were like,
1: that was so long. Why was it so long? And I mean, it's interesting because the runtime thing, I can see why they did it, right? You need to set up stakes. You need to set up the Riddler as someone who is genuinely kind of frightening and a threat. Um, And that's hard to do with a character who talks in riddles. Like, he's he's very silly. Um, So they're trying to stretch it out to make it more challenging and to make it more threatening. But as you look back on it, you're like, did I need this? Did I need that? Like, we're just kind of repeating ourselves here.
0: I I think his entry point is probably as terrifying as he gets. Oh, when That's, that's the, a great mirror, sequence. And he's just standing, great that sequence. shot, him just standing Ooh. still. Um, the more, I, I think I tend to lean on the more a villain talks. Uh, <laughs> the worse. <laughs> the less terrifying they are. Uh, and it goes back to what Derek's saying. The film does overall kind of suffer from just, it gives itself way too much rope to to eventually hang itself. And so you sort of turn on the scene and turn on the characters. I, I think it's an interesting, you know, they often do the Batman Joker duality sort of in film. Right. And I felt like, okay, so we're kind of going to do that this time with the Riddler, which is interesting because the Riddler is a pretty much a joke character. Yeah. Uh, you go yeah. to the, <laughs> I think Jim Carrey is the only cinematic version we have, unless we're going back to Batman 66. Yeah. Frank Gorshin. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't necessarily want to try to elevate the Riddler to the Joker, but I think there's an interesting theme where if this version of the Riddler is basically basically like a white supremacist of sort or some of this internet extremist uh, that wants to eat the rich, which yet again, we're kind of going back to some of the Nolan stuff with Bane, Mm -hmm. which I, I think it was handled far more interesting in that era than it is now. Yeah. But I think that what you said, Dave, about Batman being seen as sort of like, look at the freak show. Look at the guy going to the right. Rocky Horror Picture Show. He's the only one that dressed up. Right, the only one <laughs> Rocky better. Horror is not playing <laughs> tonight. We're all just cops here. It's favorite liked night to of the scene. year,
1: right? They start the movie on Halloween. Halloween? Like yeah.
0: yeah. I did think, unfortunately for COVID, this movie, uh, I would have liked it better if it had hit that October release date yeah. just a little bit more. I would have liked it playing through the, the Halloween season. But the way they react to Batman is one of my favorite things in the movie because you never, yeah. you never have seen that in film. Yeah, yep. he has a relationship with Commissioner Gordon, other superheroes in the Snyderverse, but the yeah. fact that he's just standing in a room while other people are right. trying to do their jobs, people <laughs> like, are looking for fingerprints and things, and it's like, God, come a, in? In a, nothing. <laughs> a giant latex suit. How do I react? It's at one moment where uh, a guy basically has to say "Excuse me" to Batman. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't believe I'm, I'm talking to this vigilante who we don't know who he is. Right. I wish they had applied that to the Riddler a little bit. Dave, so you're saying that you got to continue to up the ante as far as making him threatening. At a certain point, you're revealing him to just be a giant fucking dork. That's what he's always going to be. Yep, yep. Yep. And I kind of wish the movie had leaned into that duality. If Batman is seen as some sort of dork, like, why are you doing this? Right. Why are we elevating the Riddler as well? And, yeah, the reveal at the end where it's just like a bunch of like – Bunch of losers all white, all all white dorks look the same underneath because it almost looks like is that Paul Dano? No, yeah, it's pretty did, easy to I look like Paul Dano. Thought, like, as like, as Derek is showing today, it's easy. You just put on the put glasses, on those and- glasses and a leather hood. Well, Can you I- imagine
2: though in this film if there'd just been one black, black <laughs> called, like a Riddler guy? On the- there wasn't one. No, no, I, no. that would have slayed me. That I would have died if there'd been like just no. one Hispanic Riddler <laughs> in the corner, like a UN set of Riddlers here. But- but Mike, you
1: did remind me of another like really funny, great. I think Jeffrey Wright like might be my favorite part of the movie. Uh, I think I think it's wonderful. with Gordon, and there's a sequence where you're talking about where he's like you know touching all the evidence, and some guy's like, Whoa, "What about the chain of custody?" Eh, he's wearing
2: gloves. Like it's it's a good moment. <laughs> like it's. <you see, laughs> and when you when I mentioned like silly earlier, and you're like, "Well, I kind of like that." My silly uh, were were things like the all those uh, the reveals via. Um, the news, right? Like every time it cut to the mm-hmm. news, it kind of took me out. Like I, I even felt like the, like the anchors were just bad. Like I just felt like all of that was that representation. It felt mm-hmm. silly. It, yeah. it felt no, like
0: no Burton version for sure, without yeah. makeup and haggard. Yeah, right. right. yeah.
1: See, and that <laughs> that's my big issue with it, right? Like most of those big reveals about the past, which is what this movie ends up really being about. You know, the sins of the father, all that nonsense. Like that's all. That's all brought forward by these by these news reports, and it's just like uh, I just uh... and basically the whole detective thing is. I love the fact that from the beginning it's like Batman makes one mistake in the very beginning where he's just like eh murder weapon and that and that actually is a like <laughs> you needed that actually and everything else is just I mean that's why it's so hard to make a Batman detective movie because in order to do it even in three hours. You have to have a lot handed to you in order for you to do the action sequences, which, by the way, were great. The action sequences were really well shot. The car chase was great. All that stuff worked. I really enjoyed watching Batman eat shit off that fucking parachute. That was fantastic. I like the fact like that... Yeah, I, like, I, like I like it because not because... Not just because it's funny. It is also funny. But because it sets up the stakes. Like, he's going to make errors, right? He is someone who can be hurt. And you, you know, I think sometimes in these Batman movies, especially the introductory ones, they make the mistake of making him feel almost indestructible, you know, so, and he never makes an error and he never makes a mistake. And this is still relatively early, I think, in this Batman's beginnings, right? You you look at the Batcave, it's all like, just kind of like, ah, we we threw a bunch of parts together and and this car is just like all, you, it's one of the things I like is it looks like something he and Alfred could have done on his own. Um, all this stuff like does feel very beginnings. Um, so I, I did like
2: that. And you touched on a good point of Batman not even knowing what the, you know, the, the murder weapon, right? Like he's not even aware of like, what does this tool do? I don't, I never had to like fix anything in my house. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> I wish the company would, I would be like, dude, you must have come. For it. What? Be <laughs> like, like that's what says. That
1: remove carpets. Like, oh, uh, that's a job. Like <laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs> it, it is. That's just, a, I think that's indicative again of the idea. It's very similar to the, like you said, the parachute thing. He makes a lot of mistakes. Right. And he even kind of falls into the answers uh, with the detective being, because, you know, again, he's doing the research on renewal, but it takes that 15 second clip to all like, put it together. Right. Like it. He is a Batman that, you know, when he's in front of a criminal, my God, he's terrifying. He's right. he's brooding. He's everything that we everything I've ever wanted in a Batman like walking slow and tears are coming down someone's eye. Or coming out of their eye because it's like, oh my god, I, I know this. They're talking about you <laughs> or the <laughs> hey, criminal. Hey, or... <laughs> hey, that's the first thing I told my oh, wife when I got I home. Got the same I said, joke, I cried again. Ready to attack. <laughs> I cried again. I cried again and again. Um, But, so you have that, but then you also have the whole, but really he's not got any of this figured out yet whatsoever, right? Like the whole film okay. is essentially him figuring out, okay, what do I need to be as this beacon, uh, of course, of hope. But it's like, yeah, but I also, you know, need some help with these red these riddles or the penguin being like, what kind of detective <laughs> yeah, you say you we're, were again? Dumb-asses. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned Gordon. God, I loved I loved Gordon. Uh and his relationship with Batman, I thought it was like a buddy cop film that yeah. I never thought would actually work. If someone said buddy cop film with Batman and Gordon, I'm like, oh that sounds that sounds terrible. That but no it's yeah, Gordon, you know, that whole scene where he's talking aggressively to him, but he's basically like, <laughs> what are you eating tonight? That kind of, like, yeah. I I loved every bit of that. And um, there's a
1: great bit at the end of that. Like, I thought yeah. you were
2: going to pull that punch.
1: He's like, I did. Like, you... <laughs> <laughs> There's there's a lot of great bits between them. And I think you're about to say how much you like the Penguin. So, mm-hmm. so here's my only issue with the Penguin. It's a great performance by Colin Farrell that you would never know is Colin Farrell. Why are we not just, you know how many middle-aged ugly white character actors exist like just give that man a job we don't need to hide beautiful colin farrell's face under the 900 pounds of makeup what are we doing but it is a very good performance here's here's I why like i disagree with you
0: dave when I go to the movies, I want to see beautiful people. Even when they have to play ugly people, I want to know them. that they're beautiful <laughs> <You> underneath. <laughs> this isn't, this isn't
1: Charlie's Theron getting I knew it was coming. I knew monster. monster. It was this is like unrecognizable. Like if this makeup team doesn't win a bunch of awards, something is wrong. Cause it's like, I walked out of the movie and told Tessa who it was and she, she did not believe me. Like she was like, she I think it's like a credit it to, uh, like I was lying to, to her. Colin Farrell.
0: <laughs> Uh there's a uh, I think it's an a m c or a m c plus show so one of the many streaming providers uh where it's about the like the whaling industry like in the eighteen hundreds watching I haven't watched <laughs> it that's that's why I don't even have a title I think maybe the North Sea, but anyway, Colin Farrell is like the only one you recognize right well, he's uh-huh. like the third or fourth character down in it, and when I read that I'm like, why is he why is he like the third or fourth lead on like AMC Not Plus a show? show. A <laughs> I, I I tip my hat to someone who is I guess as handsome as Colin Farrell. That seemingly he's found his his thing in an acting where he wants to be like a character actor. He just seems to because Derek would probably know this. Like going back to like the early two thousands, I think like him and like Ashton Kutcher were like supposed to be in the George Miller like uh, Justice yeah, yeah. League, yeah, and he was gonna be Batman. And it just wouldn't have fit. But he seems to revel in being, you know, fake ugly, which just offends (laughs) Dave's sensibilities. Like, (laughs) I know what you
1: look like, sir. I know how beautiful (laughs) you are. are Also, we haven't talked about gravitz at all in this entire podcast. I think, well, you know
0: why? I think think she's the least interesting because she is such a perfect fit. Like, when she walked in, I'm like... She that's might Cat as Woman. well have been iconic Catwoman to me yeah. where it's like oh this is always and that's hard cuz i i love Michelle Pfeiffer but I honestly like what Derek said earlier about how most people see the animated versions as the iconic like that's the staple and then if you veer off from that and and add you know whatever sort of new twinkle or splash to it that you want right she to me just like from moment 1 was like oh this is Catwoman this yeah. is so easily Catwoman. Yeah, she's great. So that's like a great credit to her, but it also makes it hard for me to discuss anything because I, I never deviated with her. Yeah, <laughs> one
1: of the one it's of like the she thing- did her job. Okay,
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I had no problems with it at all.
1: One of the things I kept hearing online about how like their um their their sexual tension, the way they played off each other, was like so incredible, and I thought it was fine, but like I wasn't like wowed by it. I don't think Pattinson. Pattinson's a great Batman. Like he's got the jawline. He's he mm. does that well. Um, but. I don't know that he has sexual chemistry with other human beings. Like I just, oh, wow, Dave's really which, taking a shot here. Which, <laughs> which I, think I thought that actually, was a choice, Dave. I well, thought that no, was just how think, they were playing. And I think it works for the for this version of Batman.
0: <laughs> you're saying um, he has no sexual chemistry in his life? That's where you're going <laughs> now, on
1: screen. Personally, I don't know about it in his life on I don't screen, know the man. Fun. But on screen, uh, not so much. Which is why he plays all these weird characters, which ends up really working for him. Um, the, the one thing that kind of bugged me about this, there's a scene late in the movie where it's like Pattinson's big acting moment, right? I didn't want to ever feel fear again that I felt like they were using people's knowledge of Bruce Wayne and Batman and nothing was really supporting that in the movie. Like that Mm -hmm. emotional moment, like didn't hit for me because they didn't earn it. Like they didn't really work for it with the Alfred relation, And it's because all this stuff with his parents all happens off screen and before this movie ever starts. So that moment should really work. It's well-performed. It's a well-written scene, but none of the stuff leading up to it really supports it. So I kept watching it going like, Oh yeah, it's crying time. Like, I guess it's time for Bruce <laughs> Wayne to be sad and that's it. They were sounding really negative
0: anything. on this movie. <laughs> But also No sexual it's chemistry, it's crying time. <laughs> Batman, it's crying time.
2: A three hour film that you lament is too long, although you like that trash, Lawrence of Arabia. Um Would you, you have it watched,
1: sir? Don't need to.
2: No, I don't have the stamina for that business. <laughs> <laughs> oh but you
1: can watch this twice.
2: <laughs> Cinema. Cinema, right? Um a three hour film. All right? Would you want another like crime alley? I'm mostly making a joke, but it is serious, I guess. Uh, would you want another rehash of Ma and Pa, um, Ma and Wayne? Pa. <laughs> Ma and Pa. Wayne, uh, the back alleys, crime alley, they get gunned well, down again. It's now we care.
1: It's interesting, right? Like, I don't, I don't want to see that again because we've all seen it so much. And they don't show that in this movie. And yet, we have an hour of exposition about <laughs> these people. Like, oh yeah, we're not going to show them get shot. But the whole movie is actually going to be about them. And it's like, hmm. uh... God,
0: Dave, Dave would have preferred the uh, the Amazing Spider-Man two version, where it's revealed that Peter's parents were really just yes, assholes. Yes, assholes yes. that died in a plane crash. Yes. Maybe one hundred percent,
1: much better. Mark Webb has been robbed. <laughs> <God>.
2: <laughs> in a way though, they do have to present you with some some backstory because we are getting a a unique take, I guess you could say, right? And so if you're not going to show me these scenes, you're going to have to go back and say, well, let's see another mayoral ad because that's what was going on in 2001 for you know Thomas Wayne. Like they're going to have to do that because this isn't your, for (laughs) for lack of a better term, this isn't your uh, mother and father's, you know, uh, Bruce Wayne backstory in that regard, right? There are new secrets that are to be uncovered and things of that nature that we've never had. So you're going to either get, scenes or you're going to get something where they try to catch us up to speed. I don't know if I love every time or the way they do it. Obviously, but I I do think that there's a necessary, I guess, a hmm, a necessariness—a word—to that that has to kind of be implemented. I, uh, I don't know if there'd be a better way.
1: I mean, I don't even mind the the story that they tell, but it just it kind of breaks the the kind of like most simple rule. Of filmmaking, right? It's like show, don't tell, right? This would be like the last hour is tell, tell, tell. And then they're like, oh yeah, here's some explosions to distract you. And here, and uh, let's, let's, you know, shoot this uh, new mayor. Uh, Like, so we have these moments of heroism. And again, it looks beautiful. That, that, that kind of battle sequence up, up on the top, up on the roof really works. You know, Batman with the, uh, you know, with the flare and saving everybody. That stuff is great. It's great Batman imagery. It really, really works. It's just a shame we have, like, at least 45 minutes of this movie that's kind of just expository. And there's got to be a better way to do this. There's got to be a better way to tell this same story in a more efficient way that's a little bit more exciting uh, than just, you know, news,
2: news clips.
0: Maybe it should have been longer. Maybe there needs to be a Reeves cut. There we go. I've heard, I think I've heard there, there is a four hour
2: version. I'm sure there is. Um, Yeah.
0: Well, here's my favorite thing about the movie is that, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, it's like, it's like a lot of like origin stories. Now they attempt to do it in a different way, but where they leave Batman is probably the most interesting for me because I do think him and the Riddler are very much the same. I mean, not just the fact that they're, you know, it's revealed they're orphans. Um, But they both seem to bitch and complain and attack the power structure Mm -hmm. without affecting any change. And Batman actually says that one of the voiceovers that he doubts that he's really doing thing. It does seem like an excuse for a rich white boy to just go around. And I do like in the opening like fight scene. He's like just basically beating up on minority. Gang members, and you don't know their economic Mike background. Likes that. Mike likes. That. I do like that because
1: <laughs>
2: is he I any do. different? Is he any different?
1: <laughs> right, right.
0: Yeah, because yeah. it's it's never they never really you know they're not going to go far enough to then make you question uh Batman as far as how he looks at race. I don't. I think that that's probably the most interesting thing about his character is that as a rich white guy, oftentimes that doesn't seem to he even just come has into it no with him. No, like, no, no awareness. Um, but Riddler, you know his thing you he's framed in that funeral sequence as if there are other commoners who agree with yeah. him. Like, yeah, the district attorney, nobody has ever done anything for us. Like, fuck these guys, the mayor, all of them. And yet at the very end, he's sending a bunch of white men mm-hmm. with rifles to shoot a black woman who is promoting change right. in the right. city. So he wants, he wants it to remain stagnant. He just wants that excuse to enact violence and rage yeah. on people. And Batman is not really that different until the very end. And I think yeah. – yeah. That gives us, with the sequels, a chance to see a very different movie version right, of Batman. I
1: totally agree. I think that's this is the frustrating thing about the Batman for me, is that there's a lot about it that I love. There's pieces of it that I'm like, yeah, you, you hit it. You got it right. Like uh, like the moment where, you know, it's basically we're two sides of the same coin, right? We're the same. Him and Riddler, when they have that, that interrogation sequence uh, when he's already at Arkham, like that, it, without – just saying it, you know, and making it silly. I think they do a good job of showing that Batman what he's doing is actually not that different. Um and then the sequence where he's like helping people get airlifted and you could see through the through the voiceover like, "Oh, I need to make a change. I not only need to be a vision of fear for criminals, I have to be a vision of hope for the for the common people." And that is a really nice hero moment. For this Batman and like that bit, I'm like, yeah, I was, it's funny. Like it's the movie's sexy. so long. No, it's not
0: a sexy marketing hook. Cause they want to lean in. We're going darker. And I'm like, man, Batman, how much darker can we go? But actually it's, I think probably the most effective version of what they were trying for with the Snyder Batman. Yes. Just yes, in that brief absolutely. shot, it was like Batman, like, the actual superhero.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like, like parting the Red Sea, right? Like you almost get this Moses visual of, of saving these people. And I actually, that is a really good point. I do agree that this, when you look at uh, the Snyderverse, that that was the balance that they wanted the entire yep. time. And mm-hmm. I don't know how, you know, if they allowed the, the runway to to ultimately conceive that idea, but I think that's done in this film in three hours. Now, is it done as effectively as it could be? I mean, right. Dave says, absolutely not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Eric's going to go see it a few more times uh, before Yeah, before he makes it. a decision I'll, I'll yeah,
1: yeah. yeah <laughs> I mean it's interesting because the movie is so long and so exhausting and yet as the movie ends in that moment I'm like hey I'm actually really excited for where this is going what I'm not si- excited about is that stupid fucking cameo at the end of the movie horrible horrible do we have to go back to this you know they never of course mentioned the Joker by name but it's pretty clear that's who you know uh, Riddler's Cellmate is in in Arkham, uh, and it looks pretty terrible, you know. And that's the thing about the realistic, grounded take on Batman. Like, how do you how do you get into the Rogues Gallery beyond a character like the Joker or the Riddler? Like, you can't really make a realistic, grounded Batman. And then be like Clayface. That's that's what we're gonna do next. Like, or Killer Croc. Man, I love. We do. I think it would be I'd great. Love those I think it would yeah. be great, but. You know, and it, uh, I guess it's, uh, you know, we talked about Paul Dano playing a weird little shit. I guess the guy playing the Joker is Barry Keoghan or whatever his name is. A weird little shit in all those other movies. Like
0: He likes to uh, eat spaghetti in a very creepy right? fashion. so
1: it's yeah. just like the weird little shit duo. Like, just, no thank you. Uh, yeah, and the, the shot of it, you know, with from the side where you it's kind of slowly revealed. You can see, like, a green hue. You can see a scarred face and all that. And it's just... I watched it and I was like, oh, we're doing this again." Like I just I'm very tired.
0: It's it's funny that you you mentioned that I remember, I don't know if Derek does, but when uh the very end of Batman begins, when they revealed the Joker card, Gordon hands that to him. I remember some internet complaints like, uh, you know, you've already got Jack Nicholson, you've got mm-hmm. other villains, like do you need to tackle that? Like do we need to go back to Joker because it does feel very much like oh, well, you can't do a Batman movie without Joker. We snuck one in. But next time we're going to do the real <laughs> Batman movie. I uh, I think you know we were all proven wrong with, yes, with Heath yes. Ledger's performance. But that's also
1: a much better reveal, I do right? It's just a claim card. So you can go there the next time or not. And now it feels like, OK. <laughs> you
0: have a problem with the <laughs> casting. I have a problem with the, problem other with other the casting and also just shit. the way
1: it looked in that shot. Like I just thought it looked cheesy and silly and not
0: great. Is he too handsome for no, you? No, absolutely the, not. They're trying to ugly absolutely him up. Absolutely not. How, how can you please? Never, like, never. Eric, like, he complains about beautiful people being <laughs> ugly years. up. <laughs> just just keep just trying. You'll get no, there.
1: I
2: Just change those glasses. Don't you worry, Change Daddy. those okay. glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that. Seat. Oh, good. We, we finally go. agree. Oh. Okay. No, yeah. No, I hated it. The, I, I, and I keep going back to the, the things I don't... I love this movie. I love this movie. But the things I don't like about it are the things I find to be silly. And that is the epitome of silly to me. Thought it was unnecessary. I didn't need... I I could have been perfectly fine not having another Riddler scene, even. Like, I didn't need another Riddler scene. Right.
0: I felt that about a
2: half hour prior. <laughs> <I'm> like, Mike's <laughs> like, we're good here. Just stop. <laughs> even So, would you say, so after the interrogation scene, I'm probably good on... Over, like, once I find out, okay, he's got more to this plan. I don't know if I need to see him anymore. Right. So, like, even with the explosions, I don't need him, um, you know, mouthing boom. It,
0: it <laughs> undercuts it. Well, it I does, did wonder. I was like, does. well, how does he have a fucking window seat to all this mayhem? Well, and he's got access to well, television. He had a television. Like, seat he's to just a
1: mob hideout. So, you know,
0: <laughs> yeah, I had a, I had a plot point problem with that, but, uh, yeah, I, I think it undercuts. The movie thematically by going back to it, it's dare I say it's a little sort of Marvelized. Yeah. It's kind of like what the Snyderverse suffered from ham-y. when they were trying to connect yeah. things a little mm-hmm. too. Um, I like the idea of the handoff that Paul Dano's Riddler is just any uh, unfulfilled right. white guy who thinks he deserves the world to to fall to every one of his right. whims and my, and my when he part says is, so and with my a part gun is
2: done now. I'm out.
0: Right. Yeah. I like that yeah. handoff to another
2: <laughs> another Ugo and glasses. Well, Timeline-wise, uh, filming of this was before storming of the Capitol, or not? I'm trying to remember because mm. if they completed oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah, before, yeah. before, yeah. so this is completed before the whole the January 6th stuff happens. If you're a part of of this film at all, you're like Jesus. <laughs> these idiots will really do something Here we like go. that. Yeah. And here's the funny thing: had this film had co- uh, come out, let's say, um, let let's just say. It had come out in like 2019 somehow, right? And we watched that particular scene and we'd be like, That's, that seems like a little bit of a stretch. That's a little bit of a leap, right? I think I would have had a little bit of trouble uh, just buying into the fact that you'd have that many idiots that would be uh, you know, so inspired by their serial killer influencer. That they <laughs> Who has fo- 500 followers. <laughs> yeah. When they saw that, I'm like, is that a fucking joke? I literally laughed out loud. <laughs> 500. Like, oh, he's got 500
1: followers. And then I was like, oh, it's like a dark web thing. it's not like 500 okay yeah because at first
0: i thought I was this like- was twitter and i'm like jesus <laughs> our podcasts have more than that nobody listens to this shit we don't have anybody taking up arms for right? for off-screen death and please don't
1: <laughs> do not take up arms for off-screen death
2: We're fair, he has 500 but only like 30 guys showed yeah. up so i guess oh, that's true. a that's a good yeah okay. um but then then january 6th happens you're like oh shit yeah yeah people will really you know you, you're reminded of how. Um, I guess, easily influence folks that have at least, they're somewhat on the same wavelength, right? Like what they'll do if they have a beacon of, of whatever, I guess. It's like, oh yes, I'm inspired to do this. Where's my duct tape and, um, you know, is, my I mean, M16 or whatever. it's
1: of silly, like there is a, there's a moment where they're, you know, they're on the screen, you see the messages on the side and then there's like a jump cut to rifles are good and then it like flashes. And I just like, <laughs> I'm like, I know this isn't trying to be funny but i already saw that on the screen i'm like okay i see where we're going but like i guess for the dummies in the audience we got to zoom in rifles weapons i think so i was like oh god
2: honestly i think it's for the for the the non people like myself or michael um i guess you thank you like the folks that (laughs) wouldn't have the the folks that were just watching that i'm in all seriousness. the folks that were watching that scene and not even reading the comments and you probably have folks who are sitting in the theater uh, and just like, huh, this is interesting. This is a, oh my gosh, he's luring just, people. Like,
0: just have just... Batman read it to me. Read it, Batman. <laughs> I don't right. want to read That's it myself.
2: Right. What no is this, need, a foreign film? I'm not Robert. here to read. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it, I mean, it, I don't know. I the third act, as you know, a lot of folks have talked about online, is, you know, obviously, the, 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 I guess, in some way, the weak point. But I don't know if it's weak enough to warrant me not viewing this as, overall, just a great experience not to close up shop because we could do this for hours. I think that well, like, <laughs> <ready to> tap <laughs> out?
1: He's like, you, you fucking nerds.
0: have had
2: it with these
1: arguments. Yeah, but overall, it's uh, it's pretty good.
2: No, no, don't you do that. Overall, it's it's just it's one run above Batman or what is it? Batman and Robin. This is the the Dennis in the special.
1: Pretty good. Pretty
0: good. (laughs) I came out of it. um, And I think I think uh, Teddy, uh, another of our podcast cohorts, was he was reading your text messages to us. And then like raising his eye, eyebrow, like, what do you think of this fool? Do you agree or do we giggle at him? Oh, it's always uh, fun to
2: be that guy in that moment. Yeah. yeah. Right? Uh, like the, uh... the one on the one on the fringe, the outlier. Like, it's the person that gets off uh, the headset first. Like, ah, oh, thank God that idiot is gone. <laughs> right. Like it's that moment.
0: Well, it's also, you know. It's playing into male friendships in particular, <laughs> where it's like, "Oh look, someone's enthusiastic about something. What a fucking dumbass! <laughs> How can we spoil this?" I don't porn? know who embodies that.
1: Mike. <laughs> why Mike and I get along? Is, we're just here to like to trash each other's opinions mm. once a mm-hmm. week. It's good. I did.
0: I mean, I didn't go into it expecting that this would uh supplant the. Uh, the Dark Knight series for me, or Christian Bale, and the one thing, the one thing I like the most about this version is how lack of, I guess, just basic coolness there is in uh, the Bruce Wayne character, uh, which is, I, I, you know, for me, the iconic Batman. There's a little bit of that fake playboy role that he he does. So Christian Bale faking being drunk, like in the fountain. Uh, that sort of thing. I like it. I think that's what people like about the animated series and mm-hmm. the the voice acting there that Bruce Wayne is really charming. This, I will say, if you like the Keaton version mm-hmm. the most, this might be the closest you get to that where he is so removed yeah. but like from less polished, social even, graces. Like yes. Yeah.
2: yeah. Which I know we don't want to talk about this being set up specifically for sequels. It is though. But if you get that, it is just like everything <laughs> yeah. else, right? Like if you get this particular arc where now he realizes that there has to be some nuance to his back, there has to be a dynamic to the, mm-hmm. the character itself. Right. right. And you get a second film in which he leans in more to what Bruce Wayne can be um, as far as change for that particular city. I think it's gonna be super interesting if yep. all of a sudden in in the Batman 2, now he's uh in a sleek suit with a, you know, a middle-aged white guy haircut that's real I mean, that it's I mean it's glossied up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the first scene with him, you know, in a limo reading the well, he would read the newspaper, it's 2024 at this point. But that's that visual would be really cool. Off of what we have seen yeah. with that particular Bruce Wayne, I think that'd be yep. awesome.
1: Agreed. I think there's a lot of room for growth in a sequel here. Um, I, you know, it's not like my favorite version of Bruce Wayne that they have here, but I like that this is the starting point, and I think there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of different ways they can go with it, which is pretty exciting for for a sequel. And I I like that it's. You know, it's not marvelized in the sense that there's all the kind of interconnection stuff that you have to keep track of. It's nice that it's just a, it's just a pretty good Batman story, and then we're going to move forward and do some great things with it. I think that's pretty cool.
2: You also get the, uh, the not every villain's dead, right? right like, right. not every, I mean, like you get you get
0: handsome England. Colin Farrell, <laughs> yeah. he lives handsome again. Colin Farrell.
2: <laughs> we, you know what we didn't talk about, and this is going to kill me because I know we're we're. Cutting out of here because y'all hate this movie so much. Yep. Uh, Falcone, <laughs> man, I yeah. loved. I, I, he was on, good. Uh, yep. And his his manipulation of. Playing on, because even though it's Bruce Wayne, even though it's the world's greatest detective. <laughs> not um, that bright. We talk about not his, that bright when you talk about yeah, daddy. You, <laughs> <That's>... Yeah, you <laughs> lean into his trauma, and he is emotionally stunted. And Falcone immediately like picks up on that when he sees him. He's like, oh, I can manipulate. He's just a kid. Yeah, Torturo's great. And he is in that moment. He's just a kid. Oh, he was amazing.
1: Yeah. 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 Finally, some Italian so representation.
0: Finally.
2: is <laughs> it the the uh, Italian? there you go
0: was this the was he the tom wilkinson yeah 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 part and begins oh dave didn't like that i bet but (laughs) that that ridiculous accent
1: i actually really like that performance it's not good Uh but it is very entertaining there's a lot going on vocally for tom wilkinson
0: i have to admit i i I didn't think Tortura was the probably best actor in this movie As far as he felt like he had a grasp on his character, I think Jeffrey Wright was probably the most enjoyable. But as Derek said, he's in a buddy cop comedy at times. Torturo, though, is probably bringing way more to the material than they even asked. Like, it just feels like Dave, you know, without any exposition, he manages to fill in like this whole
1: lifetime, like three dimensional
0: strategy of how he manipulates people. That being said, I still like Tom Wilkinson's version (laughs) where he. He insults Bruce Wayne to his face and Batman Begins and then, like, looks off to the side to see if anybody, if his cronies are laughing at his insults. Like, I love how needy Wilkinson's version is. Someone laugh with me.
1: Did you not hear? I just schooled Bruce Wayne. Someone pay attention to me. Yeah, is great. Yeah, I can't believe we didn't bring him up. But, yeah, just uh, truly a great performance in a... And not a lot of lines of dialogue. Like you get a lot out of those of those moments, whether it's between uh, uh, him and Selena Kyle. Although he, that was the other thing that threw me off is they kept calling her Selena like she was a you know, mm. Latina pop star, uh, <laughs> like, Selena. okay. Um, but you have his relationship with her and then his relationship with Bruce and Thomas and all that stuff. And it, man, it really, really works. And you could just see this, like when Bruce comes to him, you can kind of see this like twinkle in his eye. Like, ah, I got him. It's finally time. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting for my moment. And that, that stuff all really works.
2: He plays a better sociopath. Yeah. Right? Like he, he plays a more, uh, um, more of a wolf yeah. right character where all you, you all just don't get that I'm leading you all yep. in. And so we've really went through just about every main character in this film. And our, you know, overall, I guess perspective is like, Oh yeah, they did a good job yeah. or, Oh, they knocked out. I, there's not a weak performance in this film. I don't think. Andy Andy <laughs> I knew it was coming. Andy I Andy really, was coming. I just thought that he just, he just didn't get enough.
0: Maybe there's a maybe there's a lot more material in the cutting room floor, and I would admit the Alfred stuff is probably what you can cut. Based even on what I saw, he is unfortunate for him. Alfred here is just the damsel in distress, and it's not really that fun. Uh, And he comes in and lectures. And this is one thing where I'll go back to the Snyderverse. Uh, I was I was greatly looking forward to Jeremy Irons. (laughs) He's the best part of that movie. uh, A more (laughs) a more handsome, more strapping like Alfred that had like a past of some sort, like as an action hero in his own regard. I like that. Andy Circus, uh, yeah, he's basically like, you know, I mean, my God, it's Maggie Gyllenhaal all over again, except he survives the explosion. Well, like, like I, that's, that's I, the I think parts think I didn't again, like that much.
1: It's like with
0: holding hands in the hospital.
1: It's with the, I think it's with, all, <laughs> think it's with <laughs> that's not how I like my Batman, I'll tell you.
2: That.
0: It's like with all, with all <laughs> Actually, the Actually, Derek, stuff. you're wrong. That's not how I like my Alfred. It, Batman yeah, is fine, like, but Alfred, you're a, you're I a think not. Tougher, will you?
1: Uh, yeah, I think, again, with all the Alfred stuff, they just, they just don't do the legwork. They don't, they don't build up that relationship So when you have that moment in the hospital It should be affecting But they don't do any of the work So it's really not I see what you're going for Was there any
0: sexual chemistry for you there? More you than with silly but
1: <laughs> That, that handhold, my goodness
2: <laughs> Dave, you're bastardizing everything <laughs> Why are we
1: surprised? You knew this
2: was coming but it is. But, I knew. I knew you were going to like this film. D- I knew it's you were going to like it. It's a good movie.
1: It's just not a great movie, and that's okay. It doesn't have to be so. Great. I, I. guess my well, three one, stars. I, three stars yeah, out of five. Even three stars.
2: I thought you meant out of ten. You bastard! I thought that's where you were going. <laughs> out of five. I'm so so of upset. i <laughs> well. I'll, I just, I don't know. Even after I left Batman Begins, I've always, I've never been a huge fan of Begins. I don't know why. I know I'm in the minority on that. So, it's not that I dislike it. I just thought it was kind of a weak entry. And uh, so, to see, it's like, oh, my gosh, it's a far like, below that with Cillian Murphy's silly ass running around. Okay, that's fine. But he gives
0: Tom Wilkinson the fear (laughs) gas.
2: So funny. That's true. So good. Let me ask you this. If you replaced in the Joker interrogation scene in The Dark Knight, if you if you replaced Pattinson, uh, right? Like if you if you put Robert Pattinson's version of Batman there, is it a better scene or no? I don't know that it's. That's going to be a tough one. I don't. I don't, I don't even know if, if it's that different.
1: I mean, I I don't think the scene is that different at all. Like I think I think he'd be great, just like Christian Bale was. Mm. Be fine. Like everything else, it's fine.
0: I mean, I think, you I know, Pattinson that. plays it like he's always trying to get information out of people. Like, he has this, like, sort of, like, look of wonder. Even when he's dealing with the Riddler, it's like, if I only if only I can put all the pieces together. I I honestly think in that interrogation scene that the way Bell plays it is, I just want an excuse to beat yeah. the shit out of this yeah. guy. Like, he gets on my nerves. <laughs> yes. I don't know if that's which I
1: Which I simple. relate
2: to. That's <laughs> the to.
1: Will you shut up?
2: <laughs> oh yeah.
1: Stop laughing! Yeah, I feel like that a lot. <laughs> Stop show. laughing!
2: You just don't like joy. That's also what it is. True,
1: but if that was true, this should be the movie for me. There's very little joy in this movie. It's
2: dire. <laughs> oh my! It's joyless. It is. It is dire, but I do think it is no, fun. I, agree. I, I. That's. Yeah, but that's the part you didn't like. Is... You're like,
1: oh, when it gets silly, I don't know about mm. this. This comic book silliness. Ow.
2: That's. <laughs> I did. I didn't like just. Well, I've went over what I didn't like. I I thought it was fun. I just don't like things that I uh I find to be um what's what am I looking I think for you here? I just didn't
1: like those like glasses a, being cracked.
2: Hokie. I think
1: it I was hokey. like The hokey stuff on the diner table. I think that upset you. I Actually,
2: <laughs> love that. I, I love that. Here's the weird thing that, that we didn't. That they. I guess a lot of folks don't really talk about his weird like um like uh, uh, erection about. Like everything, was, there was a little bit of like, like an undercurrent here, right? So, like, slap his face on the table, and I'm pretty sure he comes. I'm pretty sure. All right. Wait, yeah, play the music the they they play us out. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have to edit that out? I'm, not so
1: Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> he does look very I, pleased. I'm really glad in that, that this, moment.
0: <laughs> this person that cut my hair, the first episode they click on, is going to be this.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's gonna Riddler orgasms. That's gonna be what we focus on. Great, thanks, Derek.
0: You can find more of that, uh, the Grand Gesture podcast, and uh, also your list, my command sure, for maybe. Lawrence of Arabia.
2: Is that the next episode coming up? Um, we're always chasing the next episode. <laughs>